How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hashtag Spread the Sand Season 2. With me on this episode is Luisa Meza, current NorCal beach soccer player who also has had some experience playing in the Euro Winners' Cup as well for a variety of teams, most recently new team Belgium. Uh, her professional club experience on grass includes Benfica and the likes of Manchester City as well. Luisa and I also talk about her experience with the women's national team here in the States and why she chose the States over Portugal. Uh, so before we get into this episode, just thank you again to all of the listeners. Uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening on, please subscribe, follow, like, rate, and review. That helps the podcast more than you know. Uh, and you can find me on all social media at Full On Beach Soccer. On Twitter, it's just Beach Soccer. And we just created a YouTube channel as well. So if you have the opportunity, please go subscribe. Uh, and here we go. Season two, episode three, Luisa Meza. Grew, grew up in San Jose. How, yes. how was that for you? Yeah, it was awesome. Growing up in San Jose, it was, I mean, it's, it was, I had a fun childhood. Um, I played soccer from as soon as I could walk, really. And uh, my first word in Spanish was pelota. I think it was just a necessary thing to play soccer. Um, and yeah, it's just a good area, I think, to grow up in in general. And so you also played for Mountain View Los Altos. Is that like a youth club? It's a youth club, MVLA, and it kind of came full circle. Now I'm actually coaching at MVLA now, which is okay. kind of rad to see it as a club that I grew up playing with, and now I'm coaching there too. So it's pretty cool. So grow, growing up playing for that club, is that kind of how you, you know, eventually led into San Francisco State to go play college soccer? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I, once I finished a club, um, then I obviously wanted to play college and, um, that was for me the best place. Uh, it was close and I went to a few different colleges and the vibe wasn't that good. And I felt like San Francisco was really mellow. I liked the coach a lot and all the players were really welcoming. So it was a good, good fit. So on that timeline, when were you introduced to beach? Obviously, you're you're around the beaches. You you obviously you know probably yeah. have been to the beach, uh, <laughs> but when was beach soccer introduced to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was actually a friend of mine and that I worked with, and he had mentioned about beach soccer, and I'm like, is that a thing? Is that like what people do? And he was like, yeah, it's actually a thing. Um, I he's like, I have a men's team that we go to Mexico um, in Ensenada. And uh, this was like 2008, I think. And I was like, okay. Um, I'm like, is there women's teams? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I can probably get you on a team if you come. So I traveled with a men's team from San Jose. And then we went down there and I found a women's team from Huntington at that time. And uh, I played my first tournament. It was really mellow, like one field in Mexico was full of glass and rocks and oh, uh, it was pretty rough but it was a good experience I think uh, to get out there and play because uh, I didn't I had no idea what I was doing at all great time so did you did you envision yourself playing professional beach soccer obviously you've just been introduced to it right so like yeah not much about it like were you still I guess on your path to like I want to play professionally whether that's you know anywhere like grass like you you have great professional club experience if you want to talk about yeah. that I guess what was your mindset yeah um 
I don't know. I think uh, my dad played professionally in Mexico. And like, I think I, it was just a natural thing for me to keep going. Um, I started working uh, in marketing. That was my first kind of career um, after I finished college and I hated it. And all I wanted to do was just play. And so I got dual nationality, Portuguese and, and US. So I said, I want to go play. So that's when I made it out to Portugal. And it just took me like on a big adventure. I had planned to be here for like a year and play and then end up being like seven years um, that I was out here, like two years here, five years in England. Um, so yeah, it was just, I knew I wanted to keep playing. Um, I just didn't know where it was going to take me exactly, but it's kind of that happens in life, you know? Yeah. So um, for those of you who are listening, Luisa just recently played in the Euro Winners Cup with um new team from belgium correct yeah yeah that's right and, and so we'll get to that um but you you ended up staying in portugal for a little bit longer uh to train to be with friends family type deal or yeah totally um there are opportunities for me to train with um a lot of like high level players and um i wanted to take the opportunity to stay and learn more I actually just got a job as a as a soccer agent. I'm actually working on my course. Uh, I'm finishing my course actually tonight, um, and I got offered a job. So I'm trying to make a lot of connections out here with a lot For of sure. teams. And um, so, yeah, I think just being out here and learning from the best um, is kind of something that's like priceless. So I wanted to stay out here for another another month or so. To just well, learn congratulations that's huge thank you like thank you so much yeah it gives you the opportunity to not only continue to play but then also mm-hmm. be an agent for players like yourself that yeah we're looking for an opportunity absolutely yeah and i've been i scouted one game already out here and i hope to do a lot more and and see the level and see the potential of getting players from Portugal to go to the U.S. or vice versa, players from the U.S. wanting to go abroad and and have these opportunities. So it's pretty cool. So you having professional club experience yourself, this probably kind of ties in well, like you being able to see how players are scouted um, to your teams that you played for. So playing for Benfica, a club in Mm -hmm. Portugal, but then Manchester City, uh, one of the top top clubs in in Europe as well. So yeah. talk about those experiences. How how were those for you? <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I'm sure it was awesome uh, living yeah. in the States and then mm-hmm. literally living the dream of playing in Europe. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, going to Benfica was something that was like, uh, it's like my family's club. Like we, we are like diehard fans and uh, it was something that was so awesome to get an uh, opportunity to play out here and and see what it's like playing abroad and it's very technical um really really technical um pretty aggressive um but amazing to see like the difference between playing college which for me it's like college was very physical and you have to be very very fit and it was less technical and out here is like how how can i juke you the best what can i how can i be really creative that's a perfect um, metaphor for American soccer. I feel like very yeah. physical, very fit. Yes. Uh, and then everyone else is a little more technical, a little more. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Creative play and stuff like that. Like I, I learned so much of that. And what was crazy is when I had the opportunity to go to, to England, it, it was never an idea to ever visit England. I, I don't like cold weather. Um, it was just, uh, I started tutoring a lot of my teammates. Um, they were studying English, so I was teaching them English. And 
Um, I met um, a lot of um, other tutors that were from England and they, they said, why don't you try to play in England? Like the level, the standards higher, you get paid a bit more. I said, oh, I have no idea. I'm like, sure. So uh, I had a trial and, and it just led me there. And the, the soonest, I think it was the second or third trial uh, practice I had, um, they were yelling at me like, because they play super direct. And um, I learned very quickly a very different style of play playing in England versus playing in Portugal. Um, which was really good for my game and, and my soccer IQ to like kind of understand and grasp a whole different way of soccer, um, everything. So it was pretty cool. It was never my intention to stay for as long as I did, but, um, I loved the, actually the soccer is pretty rad and the people are really funny and sarcastic and stuff. So <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it gets uh, it gets you to meet and just learn new styles, like you said. So out, out yeah. of those styles of play, which one do you think helped you translate better to the sand when you eventually? Uh, that's a good more? question. Um, I would say a little bit of both, right? I think um, on the creative side, definitely playing here in Portugal, like to try things, to not be scared to uh, to fail and try something kind of tricky and like. Um, they do that a lot out here. And I think in, in beach that you have to be really creative. It's so unpredictable, um, that being creative is super important in the beach game. So I think learning that here has translated to beach and also just the long ball, being able to play a, a very accurate long ball, um, in England, that was a huge thing. Um, and I think in beach, that's important. It's not necessarily super long, but you know, uh, enough to get it from the defense to like an attacking like pivot player um, and get it right to their feet or right to their chest. I think that's important um, from grass to beach. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So I have here also getting into your beach soccer playing experience a little bit. Yeah. Uh, talking about NorCal. So talk about uh, Tobago beach soccer championship. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then also I have here you having the best female goal. 2017 yeah. so we can I, I would love for you to amp that story up as much as that feeling for you uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome yeah um so it's interesting how Tobago and kind of NorCal happened um I had gotten back from England and I wanted to play beach um again contacted I think it was Tyg at the moment at that time and I said hey I'm looking to play beach do you know a women's team and so he put me on a women's team and NorCal actually started as a team called Waza and it was a, a, a women's team and I started inviting teammates that I know who are like Kylie and Janae and Allie who are all players in the women's uh, national team pool now and we all kind of got together and started NorCal. It was after a tournament um, with Tyg and he said, hey, I'm looking to take a women's team to Tobago. And uh, we're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. And so we got a really good team together and we went and it was an amazing experience. It was the first experience where we actually played against uh, players who are trained beach soccer. Like um, we were just grass players playing beach soccer. We were never trained properly how to play beach. And that was our first like wow moment, like um, where players were flicking the ball up and playing it in the air while we were just playing it on the grass or playing it on the sand, uh, on the ground. Um, 
So that was a big awakening for NorCal to like kind of see that level. And we played against some British international players as well. And so that was a big, um, a big spark for us to learn more about beach. Um, for my goal, um, yeah, I remember it really clearly, really well. Um, it was actually our, our goalkeeper, our current goalkeeper now, um, Gabby, she, um, she had just gone back from Sweden. It was very sudden that we got her, um, but amazing. She played for the US futsal national team for a while and um, her throws are ridiculous. Like they're, um, they're just spot on. So uh, I remember just going down, doing a, a really hard run down the line and I just looked at her, gave a glimpse she looked at me and she just launched it and threw it. And then I just, I saw a aerial side volleyed it over like three players and the keeper. And I, I just still can like see the image of that goal like happening and it was amazing. And yeah, I, I'm super proud of that goal. It was the first real one in a big international tournament. So I was super stoked on that. Would you say that that moment is the moment that you kind of fell in love with beach soccer or is there like absolutely. a moment prior to, yeah? I would say that absolutely. At that point, it was like, all I wanted to do was train beach soccer. As soon as I got back, um, that, that was the spark. Um, and there was a big group of us that were feeling that in NorCal that were like, dude, we love this. Like we want to just keep training. And we kept training for a long time. We had no goal of, there's a tournament coming up, but we just wanted to train to get better. We knew we, we saw a high level and we're like, dude, we have to keep doing this. Like, and that was the spark. Yeah, for sure. That's the one where I fell in love. Absolutely. So you mentioned one of your teammates had played for the futsal national team. Yeah. Um, how, how have you felt those two games, beach and futsal, like mm -hmm. are similar, obviously small sided, but do you see similarities, differences? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the goalkeeper is a big part of both games. Um, beach, obviously a bit more, but um, I think uh, futsal, you know, it's it's four field players, right? Same as beach. Um, you can't play the, the goalkeeper the same way that you can play in beach, which is a little bit different, but it all starts with the goalkeeper really. Um, and then the kind of movements and rotations in futsal are they they are similar to beach um and the especially the formations whether you're playing a box or three one or a diamond that's the same as futsal as well so i think playing both of them really has kind of helped both my games in in futsal and beach but primarily now i only play beach so using that all the knowledge i gained in futsal really has helped my beach game and so you mentioned dual citizenship or, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What, what kind of made you feel like the United States was, was the kind of the track that you wanted to go? I know that there's a lot of talk of players now that like mm -hmm. have the opportunity to play for one of two countries. Um, yeah. So what, what, why was, why States? Why the States? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and Portugal is very much in my heart. Um, and I'm really proud that to be Portuguese and um but I think in the US, I grew up there, right? I grew up in California um, and I, I do have a real love for the US and I think representing the US, I feel truly that's like, that's who I am. I am from the US and I love my Portuguese side and I'll always have this like pure passion for it. But I think the US um, and as well as like, the developmental part of the women's game in the US is way more advanced than Portugal. And I think Portugal is on their way, but they still have quite a bit of work to do. 
And um, I just see it in, in, my, in my time of my career that the US is a bit more advanced. And I know Portugal will catch up, but it's gonna take them a while to do so. So that's why I chose to, to play for the US. And it's, it's funny, I feel like a lot of people when they look at soccer, obviously the men's side, I feel like out of those two countries, not necessarily sure a lot of guys would choose the states yeah. of Portugal, right? But then roles yeah. reversed, women's soccer being as great as it is in the states, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like you mentioned, it, you know, it's it's awesome to hear that you kind of define the levels of like Portugal needing to catch up a little bit, like yeah, and they will. I know that they will. It just it's part of their culture that it's it's going to take some time. Um, the female game, I think, the female game in a lot of countries in the world they're striving to work there and the U.S. has put a lot of funding into making the U.S. team as good as they are and it's awesome to see a lot of other countries that are you know paying the females equal to the men it's a lot of it's coming out even Brazil even Brazil which is amazing so I think those things happening in the world is probably gonna push Portugal even more to take it their game to the next level and really focus on the female game because the men's I mean in beach and um in in grass their the national teams are amazing I mean the the Portuguese team just won the world cup um for beach so I think um it's only a matter of time that Portugal will really focus on getting a, a female side for the beach and and putting more emphasis on that I think uh, yeah, exactly. As you mentioned, right? Like the the uh, Euro Beach Soccer League that happened right before mm-hmm. the Winners Cup. Yeah. Uh, Portugal reigning champs came back and showed why they're mm-hmm. the champs, right? Totally, so absolutely. If Portugal, you know, if you're gonna have a team to emulate, it's you know from the mm-hmm. women's side to the men's side. Like Portugal's pretty, got a pretty sweet setup to say. To yes. Say yeah, absolutely, they do, and they got their league going on now. All their club teams are playing. Now, um, when I uh, played for sporting, we, um, they had a Portuguese league for the women. Um, it was really small, but uh, we got to do that after the Euro winners in 2018, which was super awesome. It was in August, I think, of 2018, and um, it was super fun. Um, and our team won at sporting, which was a cool experience because uh, we got to go and we were announced at a sporting game um, at the stadium. And it was pretty cool, actually. Oh, that's so huge. It good, yeah, that's yeah awesome. it was a good experience. Yeah, we were with Madger, and Madger took us up to, like, one of the boxes, and we got to watch, like, one of the sporting games after, and it was pretty good. Is he pretty well-known in, like, the non-beach soccer community? Like, people still yeah, know like, this type deal? Absolutely. Um, the other night, I was watching TV here, and he was on a TV show, like, uh, like a funny TV show where they, like, they make jokes, and it's all about Portuguese culture, and... I sent him a message, a video, I videoed it. I'm like, is that you on the show? He's like, yeah, he's like, and yeah, he's super well known in this area for sure. That's amazing. And for those of you who are listening, Madger's, uh, I would say he's the equivalent of like a beach soccer icon is to a, a soccer legend in the grass. It's like a, yeah. I mean, I would, I would venture to say Ronaldo Messi type. I mean, he's, I, yeah, I would agree too. Very well known, uh, very great yeah. player in his time as well. That's, yeah, that's and awesome. he's probably, I would say, one of the most like humble, um, just like, like a genuinely awesome person. Um, I feel so lucky to have played for him at sporting and um, he still, I feel like is a good mentor for me and I get to see him while I'm here. 
hopefully next week we're going to have dinner with him and his family and stuff. And we got to be really close when um, I got to play for sporting. Me and Janae went out there and played. And um, yeah, he's just amazing. And then watching back his videos, I'm like, dude, I'm just such an awe of like <laughs> how just what an amazing player he is. And then when you meet him, he's even a more awesome person, you know. Yeah, he makes it look effortless for sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so one thing you mentioned too, uh, club club teams abroad, right? So I think I feel yeah. like, although the women's side, uh, this, you know, the United States are are a great beach side already, even being uh -huh. so new. Yeah. I, I just feel like that's where, as a as a country, we we lack a little bit uh, uh -huh. funding beach soccer clubs and making them as professional organizations as they are abroad. So yeah, you want to talk a little bit about your experience playing for those more, you know, supported clubs yeah. abroad and how that was? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I would say I got a little bit spoiled playing for sporting. I think um, the level of professionalism and organization and funding to, to make that team possible um was massive and i mean everything from the moment we arrived was completely taken care of and so well organized and orchestrated and um having uh sports psychology classes before games and having um like talks with the men's side with the sporting men's we were really really commute like it was a community together sharing they would watch our games we would watch theirs and we would have discussions and that and that i think is, is, is a huge part of the development of sporting and wanting to put money and effort towards making that happen as well as making our tournament happen um, for us to play in it. And I think, um, as you said, uh, in the US, um, the club teams have to kind of fend from themselves. So NorCal, um, we are fully self-ran. Um, we try to get uh, sponsorship. We had Footballer for a while um, sponsoring us with our, our kits and stuff. But um, yeah, it's really difficult when you don't have big sponsorships to help you and, and back you. Or like a big club like Sporting is like a massive club to like back um, a female team. So I think um, the way to continue to grow um, especially club beach soccer for like um, professional women. I think it's got to, the first part is funding really to, to help fund travel. I mean, travel, hotels, um, everything around traveling to big time tournaments, it's expensive. And to do many of them a year, it's really difficult for people. So I think really trying to gain sponsorship and just um, kind of attention and interest for big companies to, to do that, I think is important for especially the US side going forward um, to playing into big tournaments and things like that um, and getting international experience. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that a lot of the time that national team players get noticed, it's, it's likely at one of the local tournaments. Mm -hmm. so you all played NorCal, you were coaching, but mm -hmm. you know, Francis was able to see players in San Diego like, yeah, you know, he, he was looking to improve the women's side. He was head coach at that time. So, you know, he, he made those trips out himself to go to San yeah. Diego to play, uh -huh. to, to be in Virginia, to make sure that he spots talent in Virginia if, uh -huh. if it's there and it catches his eye. So, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's abroad. I feel like, you know, 
club players have a bigger presence and a bigger opportunity and yes. a, a stage to have that track to the national team. Whereas mm-hmm. in the United States, it's, you know, you, you ball out in a weekend, ideally mm-hmm. you get by somebody, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, to be really fair and honest, the level in the U.S. in tournaments is very low. After just finishing playing in the Euro Cup um, like two weeks ago, um, even though there wasn't as many teams and as high quality players as there normally is in the Euro Cup, it's still, I mean, the I would say it's at least five times more than a, a local tournament that we would have in Santa Cruz or where you would have in Virginia. The level is just so much higher. They're, they're already trained to play beach. They know how to play beach. And um, I think the U.S. is still growing in that and getting teams. It's usually in the tournaments, it's grass teams that are like, hey, beach sounds fun. Like, it's not teams that train beach constantly, right? Like, so I think that's where Europe is well more advanced and same with South America and Brazil. They have leagues, they like play all the time. And I think playing all the time is how you get better. You just have to play more and you have to play against really top players like to get to that level. Um, And NorCal has had that experience. I think at the World Winners' Cup, I was coaching at the time. but our girls got to play against the best of the best. We played against basically the Russian national team, the Brazilian national team, um, the Japanese team. Like, uh, so we got to see and experience that level um, where most of our players hadn't been um, an international play. So that was really cool. And I think, I hope that um, areas like Virginia, they'll have opportunities to go abroad and play um, it was unfortunate that COVID happened um, this year that not a lot of people could go um, to the Euro Cup. Um, but, you know, we hopefully next year things will get better <laughs> and we can have that opportunity. Yeah, speaking of the Euro Winners Cup, you've had, a, you've had quite the experience playing in that. And that's amazing to yeah. see, uh, you know, with different clubs also, which also brings back to what you're saying about learning different styles, about watching, you know, teammates, knowing your teammates, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I know most recently you played with new, new team Belgium. Um, yeah. How was that experience? Uh, I know, you know, you all didn't get quite the results that you were looking for, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's tough, like you said, coming off a pandemic and then, you know, not necessarily being able to train with a team all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they, they just got together. So I, I met new team, the men's side at the world winners cup in Turkey. Um, when we went as NorCal, the men's team, um, they were staying with us and we got to get to know them and they're amazing people. And I had spoken to, uh, the coach of the the men's side and Denny, and I, I had mentioned to him, you know, about, what about a female side? And he said, I've been wanting to do that for a long time. And I gave him all the ideas of kind of how we really started NorCal. And um, so he take that, he took all that information and he, and he, he made a female side. And I was like, as soon as he did that, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so like stoked for you. Like we had talked about this um, in Turkey, you know, six months later, he goes and starts a team, which is awesome. And they had, I mean, very little experience playing beach. They, before the Euro cup, they played, I think in two tournaments, like, and that was it. And so they didn't have any experience other than the goalkeeper, um, who was uh, the French international goalkeeper um, on new team. Um, she had a lot of years experience in the Euro cup and things. So she was the most experienced. The rest of the players were very new. 
Um, and um, yeah, I think for me, it helps my game in a way that I've, I've been experiencing the game for a while now. And I think um, it was a team that was super supportive. It was my first big tournament after a year of injury. And I knew I wanted to play with a team that I was going to be like really comfortable with. And they were so awesome and supportive. And um, I had to take a bit of a leadership role because a lot of them were new and really helping and guiding them. And when we would have our like pre-talks before the games, and do evaluation of the team that we're playing the next day, you know, just working with the coach and telling him, oh, we've played against this team, especially the Russian team. I knew how to play against them. And at that point, we were struggling with players. We had some injuries on our team. And um, but I think it was an awesome experience. Um, it was definitely strange playing in a stadium with no one there, um, having to wear a mask as soon as you get off. like you know what it's like when you're playing beach soccer, you know, you, you're, you're playing for three minutes hard, you come off, you're gasping for air and you have to put on a mask. And they're like, they were very regimented on the sideline about us putting our mask on. And um, so the experience was, was amazing, but it was also very, very different than what I um, am accustomed to playing in the Euro cup. But um, I would say I'm, I'm really honored that I got to play with them as their first big tournament. And our, one of our players got um, the most goals uh, on the female side. She got 10 goals in the tournament, which was awesome. And she plays pro in Belgium. So uh, I was stoked for her to get that award. That was really cool. Yeah, I saw that accolade and I was like, okay, you know, they didn't get the results they wanted, but obviously mm -hmm. they have, they're cultivating talent enough to where yes. it's, it's coming together, right? Yes, like, and they're, I know they're going to put in so much work now after this tournament and it sparked a lot of the players that were kind of still learning and growing. A lot of them are like, oh my God, we, like now we see what we have to do, right? I think, and that's how NorCal was too um, when we went to the World Winners Cup, like, and when we were in Tobago, it was like those moments of playing at such a high level spark more interest in those players that want it and that know what it takes to get to that next level. It's a lot of work and a lot of dedication and training and, and all that. Um, but it's it was like an eye-opening moment for anyone who plays beach. You, you, get, yes. you, get a, you get some good minutes under your belt. You, you feel uh -huh. how competitive it is. Uh -huh. um, and like you said, it's like, it's just the spark. It's like, okay. Yeah. I can continue to do this professionally and at a higher mm -hmm. level and it can mm -hmm. take me places. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I, I don't think that's what a lot of people understand. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it's funny because you know, a lot of people they'll see me train on the beach and like, Oh, you play beach volleyball. I'm like, I, the, where's the volleyball? I like don't have it around. People don't know what beach soccer is like, and they don't realize how big it is. And I think in Europe here, it's obviously big. And in the U S it's still, it's, it's growing and, you know, with the formation of the national team, it's like so awesome that that happened. I think that's going to spark even more interest with players all over the States that, um, that probably are around and we don't even know about them. And I think um, the, the view of beach soccer, I think is going to continue to grow, like just for the men and the women. Um, and I'm hoping that it will be in the Olympics soon. I, I think it's going to happen. That'd be huge, um, especially yeah, after the, the Anarch World Games, right? Like, it's oh yeah, totally. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it's funny that you say like people looking at you training on the sand and not thinking that mm -hmm. it's soccer and immediately thinking volleyball. Yeah. Because I've been to Santa Cruz, it's it's you know if we're playing foot volley or if we're mm -hmm. setting up our nets and stuff, everybody's 
I think some people have gotten used to it, the regulars that are walking around, but yeah. people stop and go, you know, they're, they're not using their arms. They're not spiking uh -huh. the ball. Their they're, they're settling the ball with their chest and their feet. And it's just, it's, it's awesome yeah. to see because people get entertained by that. Like that's why these tournaments generate so much attention is because people have yet to see that sometimes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I've trained in a lot of different places and uh, yeah. And most of the time it's like, they're amazed. They're like, Whoa, like we've never seen this before. Um, obviously they've seen soccer everywhere, but to see it on the beach and the beach is tough. It's, it's really, really tough. And, um, the amount of training it takes, you know, to get you to that next level is pretty massive. So when other people are watching it and seeing it, they, they realize how tough it is and they're interested. Right. So it's pretty cool. So talk to me a little bit about Francis Fridays without giving away too much. How have you <laughs> been with the team? I know, I know Francis has yeah. been killing it uh, since he got nominated, well, put on for head coach of both teams. I know he's had a yeah. lot of work cut out for him, but he's been killing it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we've been doing it for a while now, um, but it's super rad. Um, I think that to be prepared for it, you have to train like at least two or three days before Friday. Um, it's important to train before that because the level that he pushes us um, is quite hard and I'm literally dead after the sessions. Um, because he just pushes us to to work so hard. And I actually told him um, after the Euro Cup, like, thank you so much because I felt so fit at the Euro Cup. Like, and it was a good testament to the work that he's putting in for all the players to be fit. And, you know, I, I have a saying that I always, you know, tell myself, like, be ready so you don't have to get ready. And um, I think that's what he's trying to really instill in us is like, you know, we're like, when's the next thing that we're gonna do? And of course right now it's just a big question mark um but with beach what i've known is that it things come up very randomly and suddenly and you don't want to be stuck like oh man i'm not fit enough or i don't feel like my touch or whatever's not good enough and i think he's really forcing the fact that like we just have to be ready because when the opportunity happens a camper is going to pop up or a tournament will get invited to so i think his, his Francis Fridays, they're awesome. Like I, I look forward to them every week. And now that I'm out here, I'm going to be out here for another month or so. Um, I'm going to be doing them out here, obviously not in the same time zone. So I'll do them when they're sleeping and uh, I'm awake, but um, it's yeah. A grind. Like, it's a grind. It's a grind. Though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but they're super, they're really technical um, and, a, and a lot of fitness, um, which is awesome. Yeah, I was talking to Megan and she was like, yeah, the uh, the bar that I practice at needs lights. Otherwise, you know, it's getting too dark <laughs> over here. Yeah, I think we're going to be changing. Uh, they took a poll. They're going to be changing the timing for, for everyone because I think the light's going to change too. Um, I, I found a gem um, really close to where I live. It's like a full beach field, um, all like with goalposts, like all netted, like contained and no one's ever there. And I'm like, ah, oh, this gym, I'm so stoked. I get to like train there like every day. Um, I already found some like guys who play like um, on the coast, um, Costa Caprica, they're fishermen actually, they have a team and um, they train That's a lot. Awesome. So I'm gonna train with them and learn some things with them. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, Louisa, thank you for coming on and talking to me. Uh, this has been an awesome conversation and it, it gets me stoked to hear how you're grinding and you know the, the rest of the teams 
putting in their work where they need to because coming out of this we want to like you said just stay ready so we can be ready yeah because um, when the competitions start coming you know we just want to see uh the u.s kill it mm-hmm. um yeah so, so thank you yeah of course no problem thank you for this opportunity to share and um i just i want to just make sure everyone out there is working hard and 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 keep loving what you're doing um and we'll all get to play again together real soon i know it's going to happen so awesome well Louisa, yeah. thank you so much uh and is there anything that you want to plug here just for people to find you um, yeah, you can just follow me on my Instagram, Louisa Meza 13. Um, just follow my journey on there on Facebook. You can find me too. Um, yeah, it was awesome talking to you for sure. Yeah. You, you guys definitely want to follow her on Instagram because she just dropped the, the sweet goal that she scored for her new team Belgium in the year. Uh, yeah, that out. was that, that goal is a special goal for me. It was my comeback goal. I almost cry. I think I probably did cry a little bit. Um, and some of the photos that luckily it was to my back. They didn't see my face, but I, I had some tears <laughs> in that one. So stoked to play after a year of not playing. So, and scoring, that was, it was big time. That was to tie I, up I think, game I think that's definitely justified. And uh, when you put yeah. the little fake flick and then hit the volley, it looked yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it actually wasn't a fake flick. The, the depth of that sand, I literally thought <laughs> I flicked it. I wanted to flick it to my thigh. That was my first intention. And it literally flicked just below my knee. I'm like, oh my God. So I had to do the second flick. And um, it's funny because the girl that she fouled me before, just before that happened, before I got the goal. And she was so angry when she was like hitting the sand. She was so pissed that I scored. And I'm like, you, because I was previous before that happened, she totally fouled me. And I was screaming, I'm like, you fouled me. And she just like, was like, no. And then I got the ball back and I was able to score after that. So it was like extra, like extra awesome. Yeah, no doubt. That's, that's a yeah. little bit, a uh, little re- slight revenge there. Yes. That's right, for sure. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much. And again, I, thank I you. like you said, I, I'm excited to see everybody back on the beach eventually uh, when this all For sure. Definitely, for sure. All right, thank you. All right, thank Bye. you. Bye.